The following podcast is a Dear Media production. All right. Recently, we had one of the founders of Kion Aminos on the podcast, and he talked about the importance of aminos. I had been hearing about them all over TikTok and Instagram, but I hadn't implemented any into my routine. And after doing a bunch of my own research, I realized for me, the best time to implement those aminos is when I'm working out. They also come in travel packets. So when I'm traveling like today, I'll just throw it in my handbag. I can open it up, put it in my ice water, and then I like to froth it up. The founder isn't a frothing fan, but I'm a big frother. So I froth it up with ice. It's so incredible for muscle development. I've like learned so much about amino since this podcast, and I just think it's such an incredible thing to implement into your day. Kian Aminos is my fundamental supplement for fitness, and this is one supplement to help my body stay toned all year round. So what you do is you take the Kion Aminos every day, any time of day. I like to take it when I'm working out to naturally boost energy. You can help with hunger and even to support fat loss and a toned physique. I usually work out in the morning, so I'll make them and then I'll take it first thing in the morning and then while I'm working out to jumpstart my metabolism. And then I can even use it as a snack if I'm like craving something sweet. This is backed by 20 years of clinical research. It's the highest quality ingredients, no fillers, no junks, which we love. And it undergoes insane quality testing and tastes amazing with natural flavors. You can now save 20% on monthly deliveries and 10% on one-time purchases. Just go to getkion.com slash skinny. That is G-E-T-K-I-O-N.com slash skinny to get my fundamental supplement for fitness, Kian Aminos. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostic are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha. First and foremost, do the research and don't be so eager to take a big leap if you haven't done the research, because I do think social media, as great as it can be, it also forces people to think that everybody's ahead of them. Everybody's doing something. I need to take this jump right now. And I would caution people to say, make sure you're doing the research. Make sure you know your demographic. Make sure you know exactly what your niche is going to be. Hello. Happy Monday. Thank you guys so much for making the Skinny Confidential Times Dry Farm Wines curated giggle water box. So amazing. That drop was insane. You guys love the wine. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you have to listen to the episode with Todd from Dry Farm Wines. He's exposing what is going on in the wine industry. And so that's why I teamed up with him to do the Skinny Confidential Giggle Water Box. I handpicked all six of these wines. They're insane. There's like one that you can drink like for a leisurely brunch with oysters. I got one that's super bold and dark and dry that pairs well with pasta. I even have like a sparkling that is absolutely so delicious with a cheese board. Anyway, I got it covered. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you have to check out dryfarmwines.com slash the skinny confidential. And on this episode, we are talking all things entrepreneurship, skin, and building a business. And that is because we have the owner and the founder of Face Foundry on. And let me tell you, this woman is a boss. She knew from a very young age that she wanted to be an entrepreneur, and she is driven. There's some people that, that we've met through this podcast that you can just tell that they have their eye on the prize, and they're disciplined, and they're strategic, and they're smart, and they're talented, and she has all the things. And she just talks about how she really started this company from nothing, and she's built it into this huge, massive business called Face Foundry. So Face Foundry is like everything I could ever want and more. Basically, it's an all-inclusive focused facial bar. So think of it like dry bar for facials. So you can go in. They have amazing prices, quick services, and their staff like knows exactly what you want. So if you want like sculpted cheekbones, you want a deep puff. They even have like lashes and brows and skincare, all the things. And I think they have 75 locations now. So obviously, Michelle Henry is doing something right. She's crushing it. And throughout this episode, you're going to learn how she did that. And she really started from nothing. And she really bootstrapped this to an incredible brand. And if you're going to get one product, their overnight sheet mask is what I would recommend. It's absolutely amazing. It's the only overnight sheet mask that I use when I'm sleeping. 
Michael must think I'm crazy. I've got sheet masks and eye masks and so pillowcases and mouth tape. It's it's a whole thing. Right now, a chin strap. I mean, okay. All right. This episode is a fun one. I think you're going to love it. Let's meet the founder and CEO, Michelle Henry of Face Foundry. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. So I want to tell your story. You have an incredible story. Let's start at the beginning. How did you grow up? What was your childhood like? Start there. All right. I grew up in a family business. And so it was at a really young age. I started digging in ground pools with my dad, learned the construction industry super fast and really understood what it took to be an entrepreneur at a very young age. From there, I went to school. I got a few degrees, apparel design, merchandising, business and art. And ultimately, that led me to one of many businesses I started I had a screen printing business in college. I was printing a bunch of shirts for the local universities and graduated, Was um, had a pivotal moment, was pretty broke, and decided I should start a business right now. Um, so started a women's clothing chain uh, back in 2010, $8,000 and a smile, and basically was biking to our build-outs because I didn't have gas money. And Built it organically, debt-free, to almost $25 million in and, sales. And where did you grow up? Oh, I grew up in Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Okay. And, yep. and your dad, well, I'm just thinking, cause I don't, in ground pools, that's a tough That's a tough career. That's a tough job. And then I have a young daughter now. I don't know if I would be dragging her around. That must have been interesting. Oh, it was. and But it was good because it taught me grit. We all grew up playing hockey. If you're from Minnesota and you don't play hockey, it's something's wrong. So it was good to be around, I think, a lot of hard work and just manual labor. And I have a lot of energy. So it was probably a good outlet. My parents probably thought, well, just put her with the shovel and get her going. <laughs> Are you going to be able to teach Zaza grit? Grit's important. She She's right about grit. I, I think I'm going to be. Lauren, have you ever done a, a day of manual labor in your life? I'm not a really manual labor kind of person. <laughs> my dad was <laughs> a, I'm not my dad good was a builder. It, my uncle's a contractor. I, so I grew yeah. up on construction I wish sites. that I, I wish that my parents put me more in manual labor. I think that would have been good. Right, I'm going to get our daughter. I'm going to give her a shovel and we're going to get out there. <laughs> okay. I had like a mini wheelbarrow. I'm not even kidding. And at first the guys would make fun of me because it was just me and the boys. But I had to prove myself and it was it was a really good learning lesson. Absolutely. Like, no, I belong here. Don't you know worry. That stuff I think teaches you. So whenever like and people get irritated with me for this sometimes, but we're working in white collar jobs now, right? Like in this company that I run now is white collar jobs. And I listen, people work very hard and I appreciate all that. But whenever people in this business or other businesses that are white collar or my siblings or their friends or anyone complains about how hard work is, I go look outside at that guy that's fighting the earth, pulling the weeds, digging the hole or that girl. Like that is hard work. It's physical. It's mental. It's and you're up fighting the element. Like it's it's a whole different kind of work. I don't think people realize how lucky they are to actually be able to like sit in a career or a job where they don't have to do that kind of stuff because it's extremely For sure. challenging. For sure. And I am happy I had that experience because trust me, I thank my lucky stars every single day. I'm a big believer in being grateful from where you came from and what you have. And being in construction definitely taught me that. Well, and also the bigger thing too is it teaches you how hard it is to actually make a dollar, like what people yeah. have to do to actually make that. And a lot of time these are, you know, low paying wage jobs. And so I think for me in my life doing that kind of stuff when I was young and my dad made me go off and do all that kind of stuff, I was like, oh man, it's really hard to actually make, you know, back then it was like five bucks or whatever. Yeah. It's hard. It's not, it's not easy. And now I think like if people, once they understand how hard that is, they appreciate the dollar more. For sure. And there were no child labor laws back then. Sure. So I'm pretty sure I'm probably owed some like back wages from my parents, but whatever. Yeah. I think everybody should go do manual labor at some point. <laughs> I should have done manual labor. I was in the restaurant. It's business. not too late for you, Lauren. That's the same equivalent though. Like it is still very much hard work. You're on your feet. I bartended for a long time through college and that is still, I mean, it teaches you valuable lessons. Bartending does teach you how to talk to anyone. Yes. Anyone. I anyone. agree. Drunk, sober. Talk people off a ledge. And, oh, yeah. All, all different kinds I of think. things. That is true. And you did bartend for a long time, but I still want to give you a giant shovel and pickaxe <laughs> and get you out there. Okay. Well, not you too late that. for you, Lauren. You grew your business. You started with $8,000 and grew it into a $25 million business. That is like such a headline, but I want to hear the middle part. For sure. You have $8,000. How did you grow it? tangible takeaway for the audience to a $25 million business. I'm going to reference probably my favorite quote ever. 
Please and do. It's a Mark Twain quote. And in order to succeed, you need two things, ignorance and confidence. And back in tw- when I was 24, trust me, I had both. And I was lucky because the ignorance kept me going and the confidence kept me going. And if I if I knew how much hard work it was going to be now, looking back, I probably wouldn't have started it. I, I love that quote. And I, my dad, you say it all the time, but I didn't attribute it to Mark Twain. I didn't realize he was the one. He has a lot of great quotes. And I think that's so true. It's why sometimes degrees or or, lo- or going to college for long periods of time or, you know, constant schooling scares me because it teaches you what to be afraid of. For sure. In some cases, right? Like, especially like if you ever meet a lawyer, like a lot of times lawyers are very cautious of taking on entrepreneurial endeavors because they know all that can go wrong, which there are things that can go wrong, obviously. But same vibe. Like for me, it's always been ignorance and confidence, not really knowing. And because I don't know, I it, it doesn't stop me. Does that make sense? For sure. Absolutely. I completely agree. And that's why you hire attorneys, right? Like, tell me everything that's going to go wrong and I'll decide if I should take the leap. But yeah, so that's kind of, that's where it started. We opened our doors for our grand opening party and we had dumped every single penny into inventory. We didn't pay ourselves. And that was something that, you know, I was okay with at the time. But we saw a huge turnout. For the four hours we were open for our grand opening party, we sold out of every single piece of clothing in our store. So that instantly it told us that we were on to something. Fast forward, you know, we kept, you know, rinse and repeat, do this at every location. And we grew organically. We grew debt free. And so it was a much slower trajectory than I was used to because it did take eight years and it was blood, sweat and tears. And so hearing the facts of, you know, 8,000 to 25 million, don't be confused. There's definitely a ton of hard work and determination that goes into those numbers. Well, I think that's the kind of stuff people want to hear because like, you know, especially in some of these publications, you read a headline like that and you're like, oh my God, like this person did it must, it sounds easy. But I know it wasn't. So what were some of the things that you personally were taking on in the early days? We held every position. Yeah. You know, we, what I didn't realize after we opened our doors is, oh shit, we have to hire people. Like people have to work retail. Like we can't be here all the time. And so we'd close on Mondays, we'd place all our orders and we were there from 7 a.m. till 10 p.m. And that was something we did that. We held it as long as we could until obviously our families were like, you need to slow down. You need to stop. But that was a big part of what we were pushing for. And how old are you at this point? 24. And are you in a relationship or single? I was dating the person, the father of my children. Okay. And so no kids yet? No. And that's a that's a big part of when I when I signed the purchase agreement and I left my previous position at, it was Primp, the, the company we founded, the clothing company, I did have three kids. I was a single mom. And so making that leap later in life with a lot more, you know, mouths to feed, a lot more liabilities, it's a little bit more daunting. Starting a business later in life, I think you have to have a lot more pieces put together. When you sold your business, did you jump into something right away or did you take a beat? Okay. Fun, fun fact, December 14th, 2018, 10.30 a.m., I signed the purchase agreement to sell my shares of Primp. 10.35 a.m., I signed the Galleria Face Foundry lease, which you is our right, like You went right into it. Five, five minutes. I was like, if I think about this too long, I won't do it. So you had already had the idea for Face Foundry at this moment? Yes. It was after my third baby. My skin was going absolutely haywire, and I really wanted to find a place to go get facials where I could book outside of a nine to five, book on the weekends. There was just nothing approachable or accessible. And I sat on this idea for probably a year because it would be a lot easier if I could just find the concept and be a consumer, right? Instead of executing it. And finally, it just, I knew in my gut, I had to take that leap. And I was cautioned very carefully by people that loved me, like, you know, think about your kids, make sure you're making a really good decision because you're leaving a job and a company that you know what you're doing. You've done it for, you know, almost 10 years. And so it was a, it was something that it was, you know, good advice that I took to heart. But I knew 10 years from now, if I didn't do it, if I didn't execute it and didn't try it, I would terribly regret it. And at this point, when you're, you're such an executor, you're such an entrepreneur, what does your partner look like in this, in this? Is, is he supportive? Is he trying to drag you down. I've heard a lot of stories on this podcast about women who are like yourself, who are entrepreneurs. They're confident. They're mothers. They're doing it all. And 
it either goes both ways from what I've seen. The partner is either uplifting and and has his own trajectory or her own trajectory or they're uncomfortable with the growth. So when I made the leap in 2018 from primp to face foundry, I was dating someone and we don't have to spend much time on him because it's not worth it. But I'll never forget. It was said to me, you will never make it without me. And that was my Michael Jordan moment. All I needed was that. Like the naysayers, mm, like took it to heart and I ran with it. And I wanted to prove him wrong. Was this the energy before he said that? Or was this when you heard this, were you like shocked? No, because that was common. That was something that that was just it was I was dating a an egomaniac. And so that when you started dating, was he supportive of you on your endeavors or was it oh, always yeah. a little bit of a rub? Oh, constantly designer bags, flowers, trips, everything. I mean, it was he definitely knew how to wow people. After a while, that started to fade. And then you'd get like the kind of snarky remarks and then definitely held down by the fact that there was no way in his mind that I could succeed without him. That's so interesting that you say that because we had a, a narcissist expert psychologist on the podcast and she said what they do is they love bomb you and yes. they give you all these gifts and they tell you how great you are and they love bomb everyone around you. And so everyone's like on board with their shtick. And then after a while, this the comments start to trickle in for sure and they start to break you down. And that sounds kind of like what you're describing. A hundred percent. And love bomb is such a great phrase because that was exactly it. Every single morning, boom, boom, boom. You're like, and it comes off as flattery, right? Like the messages are super personal and they feel, they feel authentic at the time. And then looking back, hindsight's everything, obviously. But I look back and I'm like, oh, ignorance that time. <laughs> you had some ignorance still left over. When he said that to you, did you leave immediately? Or was it like, again, a slow trickle where you had to be like, OK, this is not the right relationship to support my career? It was a slow trickle. It was definitely a slow trickle where it felt like mm, this doesn't feel right. And it was the small little grains of sand that built up over time. And was there a, an epiphany? Oh, there were several. Did I listen to him? I mean, it goes back to like listening to your gut, right? Like when you when you know, you know, he would win me back. He'd come back and, you know, wow me with something. And it sounds really stupid and really naive looking back. But there was finally it was it was the pandemic. That was the defining moment. And I got to really see the the true colors come through. And it was shocking because it was living inside a tornado. So many people have said they like realized who their partner was during the pandemic. Because well, I think like a lot of stuff was stripped down. So you were just like down to the very essence of like who people really were. Yes. In all sorts of areas. Right. For sure. And I'm lucky because I will say shameless plug for Hinge. I met the best man on the planet and I'm happily engaged. And so I there's a happy ending, I promise. And actually, my siblings are both engaged to people they met with. On, on Hinge? Hinge? Yeah. Yeah, what's going on on Hinge? Hinge. Wow. You, you should get on Hinge if we break up, honey. No, you I'm, go run to Hinge. No, no, no. Don't, you don't. Have you not seen my profile on there yet? No. Oh, sorry. I want to go back a little bit because speaking of not listening to advice, when I was young, I was the most hard-headed. I still am pretty hard-headed, but when I was very young, I was very hard-headed. You almost couldn't tell me anything. And you, you touch on something earlier where you're saying basically you started the business when you didn't have children. Yeah. And because of that, you were able to maybe have a little more freedom to work a little differently. When you have kids, you would you really had to kind of think about taking on another business. And I think about this business, and I would just say, I don't think there's any way I could have started this business with the two young kids we have now because Lauren and I were traveling everywhere, so I was driving all over. Like it would just been so chaotic for children. And the reason I mention that is I think there's so many young people that have these ideas, but they're scared to take the leap. And then later they go, and start having children and life takes over. And not to say, yeah. like, listen, we, have, we all have children. We're all running great businesses. But I think if there is a time, it's like, do it then before life takes over. I wonder if you have a For take sure. on that. Your biggest asset before you have kids is time. And yep. that is truly how we were able to build up our business is com committing to time and putting in the time and energy that it took. 
I can't imagine. I don't think I would have the capacity. I know I wouldn't. Like it didn't matter right if now. you left or drove somewhere at 10 p.m. and stayed up till 1 a.m. Yeah. or went or worked 9, 10, 13 hours a day. It doesn't matter. For sure. I can't even tell you how many times I would sleep at our warehouse or our office. It wasn't uncommon because we had to do what had to be done. But it's definitely a time commitment. And I do think that is truly probably the biggest thing that we had on our side when we were pushing and hustling and building it debt free. Yeah, because that's the catch-22. It's like you're young and you feel you don't have the experience, but then you get older and life hits you. And then it's like, well, now you have all these other commitments. Yeah. And I think like the balance is, is can you set yourself up when you're young so that when you have children, if you want to keep working, you also have resources to help you with the children, right? Because sure. if not, you just get stuck in this tornado of like, oh my God, I ran out of time and now I have too many other commitments. And time is your resource in the beginning when you yes. don't have kids and you have to figure out how to balance that. Yep. I'm still figuring that out. Trust me. When your ex told you, you said you had your Michael Jordan moment. When when did you start to really see the momentum of Face Foundry? Was it after that comment? Did you push really hard? What I want to know what the journey with Face Foundry looked like from beginning to end. I'm always a pusher. I'm also very hard-headed where it's just I'll do it. I'll go. I'll make it work. I like finding, you know, what things aren't working and fixing them. And so I've always pushed with every business. I think the comments were something that were motivating, but we knew probably 45 days in, we were cash flow positive with our first location at Face Foundry. And so you can have the best business idea in the world, but if the numbers aren't there to back it up, you know, it doesn't really make sense. And for us, I knew I was onto something just with the metrics alone. So that was really what my motivation was in the beginning. When we then hit the pandemic and we were forced to close. Uh, oh, talk about that because that's that's such a bummer. I mean, I can't even imagine having a brick and mortar business. My dad has a restaurant. It's just like such a drag how people had to close. It, in hindsight, was probably the biggest blessing in disguise for us. So we opened our doors March 1st, 2019. In order to franchise your business, you have to, well, you should have an item 19, which showcases a year's worth of financials. So potential franchisees can feel good about going in. They know exactly what the numbers are. And it's very transparent. It's FTC regulated. I can get into all the nitty gritty. So fast forward, March 1st, 2020, we're like, so excited. We have a year's worth of financials. We're about to launch. And the world had other ideas. And we were forced to close. It was three months. And it was three months that we would have never, ever been able to take just a minute to formulate all of our different platforms, all of our protocols. We even went so far that, you know, training people in the service industry, you need to be face to face, right? Especially with facials. We went so far as to formulate all of the protocols, both online. So if we could never touch someone's face again and train them, they would get a kit to their home and we could make sure that they were doing it correctly on Zoom. So every single platform that we created during those three months ended up helping us substantially. I know it's so crazy to me how during the pandemic, you either took it by the balls and were <laughs> like, I'm going to squeeze everything I can possibly get out of this sort of break. Yep. Or I'm going to sit around and just scroll on Instagram. And you, the locations you were in, you only had to be shut down for three months. But, you know, like when we were in L.A. for a while, like you were, people were done for a year. I know. I We were very fortunate. We only had two corporate locations. I was probably days away from signing our third corporate location, the lease, and <laughs> hit a real fast hard pause and went back and renegotiated. Did you know before you launched this that you wanted it to be a franchise? Yes. So you I, always had that in your mind. I love the idea of franchising. I love being able to find that entrepreneurial spark in other people and really get them excited and share our mission and really motivate people that want to start a business and that want a little bit more of a blueprint. So my question would be if someone's listening and they have an idea and they want to start a franchise, you know, we we see Dry Bar, we see Pure Bar, these these franchises that have really succeeded. What have you seen people do wrong with a franchise one? And how can someone go about starting them if they want a really powerful, positive franchise? For sure. Definitely get a great franchising attorney. They are they know the FTDs. They know the laws and rules and regulations state by state. It's always different. And so you have to make sure that 
you have someone in your corner that knows all of the nitty gritty because it's regulated so severely that you just have to have someone that knows what they're doing. A good attorney is probably the first. The second is make sure that you have a scalable business that can be replicated because you might have the best business ever, but it might be super specific to one location. How are you going to train employees? How are you going to make sure that there's consistency across the board? And I think that's so important because franchising is all about consistency. All right. I have one of the cutest gift ideas. It's so personal for you and it's by StoryWorth. So if you're spending a lot of time with loved ones for the holidays, chances are you're going to hear a lot of stories, right? Tons of stories, lots of dynamics, especially with my family. I'm sure the same with yours. And you've heard the stories a lot of times, but I think it's important to actually document these stories. And what you can do is you can use StoryWorth. So StoryWorth combines all your loved ones' stories, memories, and even photos into this gorgeous hardcover book. I am all about this. I did this for Michael with my dog when she passed away. Every week, StoryWorth will email your loved ones a single life-related question, and you can pick it from their collection. So for example, it's like, what's the bravest thing you've ever done? Or what's the farthest you've traveled? And all they have to do is reply with a story. I love this for like my dad. I'm able to just send this to him. He gets to fill it out. And then you get this gorgeous book. I mean, I don't know what's sweeter. Millions of stories have already been told with StoryWorth because they make the process so simple, which we love. Get started for the holidays. And before you know it, you'll have all these timeless stories for generations to come in a beautiful hardcover book. Help your family share their story this holiday season with StoryWorth. You're going to go to storyworth.com slash skinny today and you save $10 off your first purchase. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H.com slash skinny. You save $10 off your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash skinny. For me, one of the most annoying things about moving from L.A. to Austin was trying to find a doctor. I just didn't even know where to start. So enter ZocDoc. ZocDoc is a free app and it shows you doctors who are patient reviewed and it takes your insurance and are available when you need them. So you can find every single specialist under the sun. So if you're trying to get your teeth straightened or fix a sore back or even get a mole checked, ZocDoc has you covered. It's a mobile app. It's super easy to use. It's seamless. It's really like, honestly, ordering a ride to a restaurant. It's it's quick. It's easy to search and find. But most importantly, and this is what I personally liked about it the most, is that it's real reviews. So, so often, a lot of these services use SEO to get bumped up to the top. But ZocDoc doesn't do that. It's real reviews, verified patient reviews, and it helps you find the right doctor in your network and your neighborhood. And finding the right doctor is like, it's it's very important, right? It's not like you're ordering food at a restaurant. You're finding a doctor that's in your personal care. They also have quality doctors and total ease of booking. So you can book an appointment super seamlessly. If you're moving or you're just looking for a doctor in general and you don't know where to start, you're going to go to ZocDoc.com skinny and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com skinny. ZocDoc.com skinny. So if someone has an idea, say it's like a restaurant and they want to franchise the restaurant and the restaurant's already open, is it easy to just say, I want to have a franchise if you get the attorney, like you said? You're going to want a great attorney. You're going to want to make sure that you have trademarks in place because that's super crucial for your franchisees to feel protected. You're going to want to make sure that you have some sort of training platform. You're also going to need a space for operations training. And so we host a week-long operations training, super intense. We fly people in from all over to help with that. Okay. Here's what I always wonder though about franchises. Cause I've, I've thought about this. I'm like, what if I ever wanted to do like a skinny confidential franchise? How do you deal with all these outside people? Because like, how do you get to know them? Do you handpick them? Do they come because to don't you? They, they have to, it's like, a, it has to be a replicable business that is consistent, right? So if you go to For McDonald's, sure. many McDonald's are franchises, right? I know. But how, how does the owner deal with all the different kinds of personalities mixed in? This would get like, does what if you get sort of a bad seed? So it's finding that commonality. So we've hosted hundreds of discovery days 
where we bring in potential franchisees. They meet our entire executive team. And we walk them through start to finish everything we're going to provide from a franchising standpoint. And then they go see our stores and they have to understand this is what it goes into as far as locations, how we're going to select sites, how we're going to negotiate, what the terms are. And from there, we reconvene with our executive team. We also give them a service just so you know. So all franchisees or potential franchisees, that's that cherry on top. They get to see what it's like to come in for an actual facial and we reconvene with our executive team and we decide, does this person meet our values, our mission and vision going to be aligned? And will they take on a territory that suits what we're looking for with expansion? Do you have a plan? And and I I just am asking this selfishly because I always try to like plan out my next six months, you know, five years, 10 years. Do you have a plan of where you want it to go? How many franchises you want to be opened? Yeah. I mean, we have a really strategic plan. Our team gets together quite frequently to make sure that we're still on that trajectory, but we'll have 65 new locations open by the end of next year. Wow. That's a lot. That's a, that's, so it expands quick. Well, that's a nice thing about doing a franchise, right? Is because you can expand that quickly without having to take on the entire undertaking of the financial burden, right? Correct. Why I think it's so smart and why this is so interesting to me is because so many things that people do for professions require them to be there Mm -hmm. or require their time. Or like if you're a doctor or if you're a lawyer, like you have to give your time. And why this is so interesting to me is one, you're essentially making money while you sleep. But two, you have all these other people who have a vested interest in making the brand successful and you are branding it sort of everywhere and you have their social media platforms too. It's very, it's smart. And you're giving somebody that's maybe just getting their feet wet in, in an entrepreneurial endeavor kind of a, a stair, a step up, right? For sure. Right. Like whether or not having to take on the undertaking of building an entire brand and creating an entire concept from scratch, wondering if it's going to work or not. And you guys know how much work that is, right? Can you imagine doing that every single time? It's nice to have the guidelines and the roadmap. And so we've been able to attract people that are really excited about that and then that love the branding. You know, we we do all of their marketing. We make sure that everything is consistent because if there's one takeaway from franchising, it's that consistency is key. I love this. I think it's very, very smart. How do you balance all you have going on? You have three children. You have a fiance. You've got a booming business. I mean, 65 franchises in the next year is crazy. How are you balancing that? Do you have a morning routine, nighttime routine? I get up at 4.30 every day. I get most of my work done. (laughs) 4.30? Oh my God. I'm a grandma though. I go to bed at like 8.30. So it balances out. But I get a lot of work done between 4.30 and 6 every single morning. I swear those moments of silence are just so key for me. And that's how I, that's my best thinking time. I run, I try to, I have a desk treadmill, under the desk treadmill. I looks like I look like such a nerd, but I'll be like, you know, on a Zoom call, walking, like just trying to stay active. For me, that's a big thing is I don't want to ever be stagnant. I'm always looking for what's next, what can I do better? How can we continue to excel in certain areas? And so exercise is a big thing that I have to keep continuously doing. Michael just started waking up at 5:30. And he's told me that he loves it. He's bragging about it. Well, he woke up at 5, 29 no, the other this goes, day. This goes I had back. to hear about it. I mean, we we always worked. We could stay up a little later or get up. And it didn't really matter. But when you have kids, I just feel like if you want that moment of silence in that time, because as soon as they're up, you know, it just changes. I mean, it changes things. And Lauren and I try to stay like as consistent as we were bef- as without kids. Right. We still do a lot of things, you know, the same way. But they just change a lot of things, as you know. And so sure. I'm like, okay, I need these moments of time when I just have silence in the house. For sure. When they get up, you're right. It's like, it's kind of game over. I don't want to be looking at my phone or trying to type an email. It's it's just kind of too congested. Yeah. And I'm like a grandpa too. I don't want to go to bed super late because they're up regardless anyway, especially, oh my God, if I'm hungover and they're getting, they, they don't care if I'm hungover they're just oh my jumping gosh. up. So I'm like, I'd rather be up and in bed early because there's really no advantage anymore to me staying up late. No, I keep them up late sometimes. I'm like, why? Why do I do that? They get up at the exact same time, five o'clock every single day. They are up or wrestling around. I kind of love keeping them up late. I'm not going to lie because sometimes they'll sleep in. Really? Yeah. Mine don't. I Rarely wish born. they would. Rarely. Sometimes Zaza slept in until 7.45 today. Okay, that's a miracle. I kept her up last night until about 9.30. Yeah, but that's, see, but then you you lost 
I know, but sometimes I'd rather like. And have... last night she was out of control. So <laughs> did she get a little like sugar high? Yeah. Or, what like... is going on with that? I don't know. There's they get that some... burst energy at the end of the night. We call it their witching hour, or they get like the wiggles. Yes, and it's a real thing. And now with Halloween, I feel like I've had to hide their candy. The other night, I got in bed with a huge cup of mint or ginger mint tea. Mm-hmm. And I put thousands of chia seeds in it to like get things, get things moving like fiber. Before bed? Yeah. You like I ate yeah. a lot of protein and I was like, oh, I'm you're gonna, wild, man. No, I'm not. I'm going to have like my chia seed tea in bed. I have this huge, you know, the mug from the Ivy. It's like this yeah. big. It's like a bowl. Yeah. I'm like getting ready to sip it. And Zaza comes and knocks the whole thing over. And the thing about chia seeds is they're worms. They turn into worms when they're wet, like goo. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Because they expand in your body. So there's fucking 6,500 chia seeds all over, stuck to the walls, in the bed, on Michael's pillow, hanging from the ceiling, in the rug. It was a nightmare. I'm just like, You need a shot back. My God. I I needed a shot of alcohol in my chia seed ginger tea. Okay. So your skin is glowing. I mean, you obviously know skin very well to get into this business. What are some non-negotiables when it comes to your skincare routine? I have to... Make sure I incorporate dermaplaning. I'm a big believer. Ah, you like to shave the face. I can tell. Who doesn't? I swear to God, I can tell girls that shave their face. See how she has like a glow? Glowing. Absolutely glowing. Michael, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I'm not surprised that you dermaplane. Go ahead. You have to. Your makeup goes on so much better. And even when you think you have a clean face and all of a sudden you dermaplane and you see your four by four and you realize you're a hairy gorilla. I mean, it's just, it's insane how much it helps. I think so. it's why men don't have to do as much because we're shaving all the time. So you're exfoliating constantly. For sure. You think you heard that on my Instagram story? No, I know. Well, I know Let's it too. I can just, sometimes even if I only shave right here and I don't even go the whole thing, it, it like benefits the entire face. For sure. I swear. That's a big I'm one. Kidding. So you yeah. dermaplane exfoliation, that also exfoliates the skin. Yep. And we have, one of our enhancements is a collagen mask. And I love this enhancement. We partnered with a German doctor. He was actually creating um, freeze-dried collagen bandages for burn victims. And they saw such drastic results that then they turned it into face masks that we use in store. And then we actually created an aerosol collagen. And that has saved me big time. So the collagen mask and then the aerosol collagen. Every time I travel, I was in Denver last week. My face was, I was a prune. And that saved me. What are other skin treatments that you like? Procedures, laser, filler, Botox. Give us the juice. <laughs> I've not had any. Um, <laughs> no, I've had them all. So I, I do love a good BBL for any hyperpigmentation. Like I used to have freckles. Wait, because- wait, wait. BBL, I'm thinking Brazilian butt lift. Oh, BBL laser. Okay. I'm like, I'm like, oh, you love BBL. You yeah. got to tell me about that. Yeah. No, that's there's a, a that's BBL a... laser. Okay. Go ahead. I love that. That saved me. I had so many freckles from working outside. I mean, I was digging in ground pools and I know I should have stayed the fuck out of the sun, but my dad didn't believe in that. So we, we didn't have sunscreen. We were always outside and the BBL took off all of my freckles. So, but when you get hot, like in a sauna, or in a, a steam shower, does it come back or have no. you? No, it's gone. No, it's huh. it's gone. But okay. I so laser treatments, more severe ones. I, I love that. I get the sculpt facial probably twice a month. And that is where we go in and we have a Hungarian massage. And you you don't know how much tension you hold in your face until sure. you actually have a lymphatic drainage and a Hungarian massage and it releases. Oh, my gosh, it's it's amazing. That, that has my name written all over it. That sounds amazing. And throughout the summer, I did a lot of cryofacials. We have a cryo queen and that was really refreshing. It helps get all the dead skin off. So if you were to tell someone to go in to Face Foundry, what facial would you start with? I would definitely start with the sculpt with a collagen mask enhancement and dermaplaning. <laughs> and how long is that? With the enhancements of the collagen mask, it'll probably and dermaplaning, it might be an hour. But all of our bad. no, all of our focus facials are forty minutes, and so you have to keep in mind you're going in. It's an open air concept. Like for me, when I created this, I didn't need the fluff. I didn't want to get undressed. You don't need to rub my feet while I'm getting. I'm here to focus on my face, and that was the whole mindset behind Face Foundry. Now, are people like on their phone? Are they talking to the facialist? What's the vibe in there? Tell us what it looks like. The whole vibe of it. Super clean aesthetic. There's curtains that separate all of the beds. 
we have sound machines in each station. So then it helps really kind of you know, keep it quiet, make sure that it still feels intimate, but it's really personal. You know, people can talk if they want to. We host face parties all the time. So bachelorette parties, we just opened in Nashville. We get a ton of bachelorette parties, birthday parties, things like that, where they, they can open the curtains and they can all chat if they want to. Otherwise, if they just want to keep it kind of quiet, you know, we have like fun, chill music playing, but it's not like your traditional spa where you're listening to waterfalls and things like that. So it's really, it's whatever you make of it. Um, it sounds like it's efficient. It's efficient and effective. That is our phrasing. Yeah. And, and you're saving people time. It's almost like the Uber of facials, it sounds like. Yes. Because as a mother of three, let's face it, you know this all too well. Like, honey, mommy needs a minute. Mommy needs 40 minutes for a facial. And that was the idea behind it. It's like, I don't want to take four hours to go to a spa and get all the fancy stuff. I need some treatments to my face within an hour. I mean, it's it's quick. You just go in, you get mm -hmm. it, and you leave, and then you feel sculpted and tight, and you can put on your makeup. You're all dermaplaned and ready to mm -hmm. go. Exactly. I have a question for the audience. If someone's listening, you said you have 65 franchises opening. Yep. What if someone's interested in opening a franchise? What's the what's their process look like? And and are you even looking for franchise founders? We are looking for strategic partners and strategic franchisees in specific areas. So if you if this is speaking to you, definitely go on our website and it's facefoundry.com slash franchise and you can inquire there. And if we have a territory that's open. We'll definitely make sure we get back to you. We'll get back to you regardless, I promise. But we're very responsive that way. Do you want to add a little umph to your coffee? Well, try a scoop of Beyond Collagen. It's by Live Conscious, and it has five different types of collagen with 20 amino acids. It's supercharged with vitamin C, which helps your body produce more collagen and biotin, this brand too, I'm all about because it's naturally sourced from grass-fed bovine, wild-caught fish, chicken, and eggshell sources. And this is going to make a collagen cocktail that benefits your whole body. The way that I like to drink this personally is actually in water. Like I'll just froth it up. I'm, I'm about that frother life. I got my powders, my potions, my lotions, froth it up, drink it down. But I've also had it in my coffee and a lot of you like to drink it in your coffee. You just do one scoop it doesn't taste bad. You can do it in the morning. Again, froth it up, put some milk, little cinnamon. You are good to go. You have a beauty coffee. What is better than that? If you want to implement this into perhaps your significant other's diet, you could always mix it in a smoothie, right? Give 20 amino acids and five types of collagen and some vitamin C to your significant other. It's kind of a win-win. All right, so that's the tea on collagen. Coupling clinical science with ancient wisdom, Live Conscious is on a mission to help people feel more connected to themselves, one another, and the earth. Live Conscious proudly partners with Eden Reforestation Products to plant one tree for every purchase. And with your help, they're on track to plant one million trees by the end of this year. Okay, for a limited time, get your next purchase of Beyond Collagen with an exclusive 15% off discount for Skinny Confidential listeners only. You're going to go to weliveconscious.com slash skinny or use promo code skinny anywhere on the site. Again, that's weliveconscious.com slash skinny for an extra 15% off. That is on top of their standard savings, valid for Beyond Collagen, as well as their entire line of 23 unique offerings designed to balance your mind, your body, and your spirit. Recently, we had the founder of Ring Concierge back on the podcast, and she just knows jewelry. Nicole, I mean, she comes in, you guys, I want every single piece of jewelry that she's wearing. I love how she styles it. She has taste when it comes to jewelry. Every time I see her, I'm like, what gift is Michael buying me? What gift am I buying myself? I just like need something every time I see her. She has the most beautiful diamonds, jewelry, gold, all the things. I actually went to her to buy my tennis bracelet. She also has, though, like simple hoops. I'm wearing her gold hoops right now. They're little. They're tiny. They hug the ear. And everything is just bright. It's shiny. It's sparkly. It's all the things. She's very, very much on the pulse when it comes to jewelry. If you are looking for jewelry this holiday season, she's your girl because she gave us a code. Pull up something on your computer nudge, nudge, wink, wink to your significant other and say, hey, code 20skinny for 20% off fine jewelry when you make a purchase at ringconcierge.com. What I would do really is I would go to their Instagram account at ringconcierge and I would screenshot or I would just DM my significant other and like say nothing. 
just like a quick hint. Definitely use our code though. It is 20skinny. You should also know that if you order before 1221, it will arrive in time for Christmas. So turn it up. That's code SKINNY20 for 20% off fine jewelry. This excludes bridal, classic diamond studs, and gift cards. Remember, 20skinny. Ringconcierge.com. I recently reorganized my entire fridge, which is so orgasmic. I just love having my fridge organized with all the labels out. And one of the things that I organized in an acrylic container is my Perfect Snack Bars. And I have these for Zaza because Perfect Bar contains up to 17 grams of protein per bar, you guys, 17 grams. And it comes in a bunch of amazing flavors. Zaza is obsessed with the dark chocolate peanut butter. There's 150 calories. I like the mini ones. And everything is made with freshly ground nut butter, organic honey, 20 organic superfoods. This is a great snack too, to just like have in your handbag when you travel. If you don't want your significant other to get hangry, just keep them on hand. Okay, so you should also know that Perfect Bar is non-GMO. It's gluten-free, soy-free, kosher, and it's low GI. So like I said, the mini ones are amazing, and Perfect Bar knows it will be love at first bite for you. So for a limited time, they're offering you a chance to try the refrigerated protein bars for free. So here's how it works. You're going to sign up for email or text and upload a picture of your receipt from your local grocery store. And then they'll reimburse you for the cost of one bar directly to your Venmo or PayPal account. This is so cool. Like I'm doing it. All you have to do is go to perfectsnacks.com slash skinny to get a free perfect bar today. That's perfectsnacks.com slash skinny and you get a free perfect bar today. Happy snacking. And I'm telling you, try the dark chocolate chip peanut butter with the sea salt. Delicious. Entrepreneurs are listening. We have all different people who want to start a business. They don't know where to start. What are your tips for them? First and foremost, do the research and don't be so eager to take a big leap if you haven't done the research, because I do think social media, as great as it can be, it also forces people to think that everybody's ahead of them. Everybody's doing something. I need to take this jump right now. And I would caution people to say, make sure you're doing the research. Make sure you know your demographic. Make sure you know exactly what your niche is going to be. I mean, it takes a long time. Nothing's overnight. You, I think a lot of people, you're right, look at other people's social media and compare the journey. I know I've been doing the Skinny Confidential for almost 13 years. It sounds like you, I mean, you've it started, you said like when you're 24, you're $8,000, you're starting a business. I mean, it's a long process. For sure. Well, I think like in a lot of ways, the world or the social media makes the world feel very big, but also very small at the same time. And it makes you feel like you're in competition with everybody. And sometimes when you're really not right. And I think like it, it can be a tool to your point, but it can also be a real distraction, you know, and I, it, it's funny in any business I've ever run, people always ask like, Hey, what is your competition doing? Or what do you think of the competition? Like, I honestly don't really know what they're doing. I'm aware of who they are, but I don't pay attention at all because I just feel like as soon as you start doing that, it distracts you from what you should be doing yourself. For sure. Comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. You mentioned that postpartum, that you had skin problems. What were those skin problems for people that are listening? And what? how did your skin change after pregnancy? And how did you fix that? My skin through my first pregnancy was great. I was like, oh, this is so easy. I was pregnant with my my first child. He's a obviously a little boy. And I don't know if it was the testosterone in my body that was evening it out. Totally fine. By the time I got to my two daughters, it was mayhem. I was getting terrible hormonal outbreaks. My skin was just dry. It felt like every single molecule in me went to my baby and I was left with just super dry flaky skin. And to me, it was it felt like premature aging. And of course, you know, everybody struggles differently with with I've had acne growing up. But for me, it felt a little bit more severe. It was hormonal acne mixed with you know more wrinkles, more Creping. It was just random breakouts. So you name it, I had it. Crepiness needs to be talked about more. That oh, is something that I think no one talks about. Dr. Dennis Gross was just on here and he was going off about it. That's something that I feel like everyone talks about wrinkles, fine lines, hyperpigmentation, but the crepiness. Yes. As we get older too, you start to see it on your hands. 
I even am as going as far the other day, my facialist was giving me a facial and she said, she goes, so many women come in here that are getting older. And she said, they're all worried about their hands. We spend so much time on our face and our neck, but we're forgetting our hands. And so as she's saying this, I'm like, can you give me microcurrent on my hands? She gave me a full facial I'm on have my like hands. full dinosaur hands here. Oh, don't even get me started. I have man hands because I work construction. But yeah. the hands is important too. Are you seeing other areas become popular with face foundry? I mean, the chest, the boobs, the hands. I feel like that is like where it's headed. Yes. Neck and decollete. Absolutely. I agree. Hands though, that's something, I mean, especially after excessive hand washing that we've just experienced for the last two years. But going back to creepiness, I completely agree. And I'm kind of convinced that it's from wearing eyeshadow. Like you start seeing it more and more. And I believe that it's because we're constantly putting on eyeshadow. Don't That's mean why... to brag. I don't wear eyeshadow. Never have. Never will. Me either. I put concealer on my eyelids. Everyone says like, oh, I know you're wearing eyeshadow in this picture. No, I'm not. It's not eyeshadow. I don't Lauren, like eyeshadow. this is why I never wash my hands the last two years. I, I, I'm not a big hand washer. <laughs> Can you I'm say that now? No, I'm no, just kidding. I, I think overwashing your hands is like, it's. I actually think that's a problem too. The over sanitization dries out your hands. I'm not a fan enough of it. Enough time has passed now where we can look back on the last two years and say this might go down as the dumbest period of time in human history. Oh, Oh, yeah. Well, right. I'm constantly putting alcohol on your hands. What does alcohol do? It dries you out. I don't mean to like say this, but I am not a hand sanitizer person. Not going to do it. It's not my thing. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. I I, I get it. Remember, <laughs> gonna... when, remember when people were sanitizing and like washing boxes outside their garage? Anyways, but I won't go down that path because people just get really irritated with me. But I will. It's People are going to look back in the history books and they're going to see pictures of us doing these things. And be like, look at that period of time. Well, okay. I created a a hand sanitizer. I can't call it a hand sanitizer because uh, you know, apparently you need certification. But sterile Cheryl, where you could spray down your boxes for, you know, obviously I had time during COVID. Yeah, <laughs> and I, mean, I was listen. mixing stuff in my bathtub. I was like, you know what? I'm going to create like a little box spray because everybody was freaked You're out about that. You're an entrepreneur. You should have. But I'm just saying, you know, this that was wild. Yeah, that was. Not into the hand sanitization. And also I'm wearing driving gloves every time I drive now. I'm 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 like really on a mission right now to bring awareness to the hands. Okay, they need to create and not to go on like a entrepreneurial tangent, but like create some like skinny confidential gloves. Like why aren't why don't you we have gloves? Because that is something that like if I could just throw on a glove at night and just make my hand look, I don't know, 10 years younger. Whew. Dot, 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 dot. Ooh, I love it. It's just, there's not a lot of cuteness on the market out there. No, but you can make them like so sassy and just have like funny phrases and be like, the hands I'm telling everyone is what we need to be paying attention to with the face, of course, face yep. foundry and the neck and the deglete. Deglete, yeah. The boobs, the tits, the boob. take it all the way down. If someone wants to reach out to you, if they want to franchise, if they want to, buy product if they want to just reach out to you as a founder. Yeah. Where can they find you? Pimp yourself out. Tell us how to reach you all the things. Absolutely. Well, you could first look on the website, facefoundry.com. Otherwise, go to our Instagram, which is just at facefoundry. If you want to chat with me personally, I'm all for uh, hearing business ideas, feedback, whatever. And that's Michelle Manifest. I would start with, if you're going to try a product, this overnight face mask that you've been raving about, mm -hmm. I think this sounds amazing. I'd ice roll over it. Like yes. uh, this sounds incredible. You said it's tons of collagen. Your skin is glowing. Thank you. Shave your face with the Skinny Confidential Razor. Put the Seal the Deal overnight face mask on and you are good to go. I mean, this sounds incredible. I am a huge sheet mask fan, but I do not have a favorite overnight one. So this is really interesting to me. That's reusable too. So it's a silicone. So what I do is I'll grab a sheet mask or any other mask I want to put on. You know, it could be some sort of liquid mask. And I'll even wear that while I'm typing emails. So You'll I put wear the overnight mask on when you're typing emails. Yeah. Why not? Okay, but you can also wear this at, at, while you're sleeping, right? Oh, for sure. So basically, I'm going to be in bed with my gloves on and my lotion <laughs> on, with my overnight face mask, with my mouth tape on. Listening to 528 Hertz on my headphones. With chia seeds all over the pillow. Chia seeds everywhere yeah. on a silk pillowcase. I love it. Oh, the silk pillowcase. That is a thing. Important, I right? love I love it. Can we do a giveaway for some products? Why do you have a silk pillowcase and I don't? I don't I'm know. Just wondering. No one said you couldn't get one. I was wondering that the other day. 
Where you you're make the whole house uniform and then you get me the one shitty pillowcase in the house. You're on literally the creepiest of creepiest pillowcases. <laughs> like your skin is going to be one big fucking imprint of a crepe. Does anyone even wash that pillowcase? What's going no, on? No, it's never been washed. <laughs> it's disgusting. Your pillowcase is the grossest thing in the house. You got to change it. Let that me try shit. your pillowcase tonight. No, you're going to love it. Yeah, I'm going to switch it up. No, the reason I was smart and bought pink. I'm like, he doesn't want to sleep on a pink pillowcase. See, what I you, also think you took the good pillow too. I took the good pillow. I have the pillowcase. I have all, now I have the overnight face mask. I have a piece of origami for a pillow. Like it's just like it's the thing's just bent and broken and thin. <laughs> yeah. It sucks. Well, that's how you grew up. Your mom has only really thin pillows in her house. And I've already talked to her about it. We need a little plush. Maybe next time I can we can have a, a pillow founder on the show and yeah. we can I can oh, at least yeah. do something. You, yeah. My you pillow. Can, yeah. yeah. The my pillow guy. Listen, I, Honestly, I would love to have that guy because he's a character, but I think yeah. I'd receive some backlash if we got I, the My Pillow guy. I'd caution but, you. <laughs> but honestly, though, maybe. Wait, what's wrong with the My Pillow guy? Oh, oh man, we don't have enough time. We don't have enough time. But <laughs> Can honestly, we give a wink, wink, nudge, nudge? What's but, wrong with But him? maybe My Pillow guy, open invite. But also, <laughs> if the audience is mad about that, maybe not. But also, maybe like wink, wink, open invite. What right? did he do? Oh, he's done a lot of wild shit. Like yeah. what? Name he's, a thing. He's just. Is he a perv? No, he's not a perv. Well, he, I mean, well, actually, I don't want. I don't know. Who knows? I think Allegedly. there's some contra- Yeah. But we, you should get the the pillow that has like the, you know, the indent. I love that one. I can't remember. I think it's like glow pillow or something like that. And there's a nice big cutout so you don't get the face wrinkles. But honestly, like if you can just sleep on your back. Oh, like, yeah. sorry. I, I know no one wants to hear this. Beauty's uh, pain. I try to sleep on my back as much as possible. Again, going back down to the p- pandemic, who would have thought like one of the biggest threats of the country was the pillow guy? Yeah. Right? Like, that's, <laughs> that also emerged during that time. Yeah. Okay, Anyways, but you got to do some research. Lauren. How do you sleep on your back after having kids? Like, doesn't it hurt? For me, it's always, I don't know. For, no. I can feel the pressure. Oh, well, I, you're lucky. Yeah, it doesn't hurt me sleeping on my back. Why, Maybe it's it, why does it change? Because I don't know. I just feel like your hips like maneuver uh, again. Logistically, I don't know what happens. I'm but. not perfect, but if I wake up and I'm on my side, you better bet your ass I'm turning to my back because Lisa Renna once said that she never gets a facial face down or not enough facial, a massage face down because you're slamming your face in that massage thing. It's so bad for your skin. That's so true. And when she said that, I was like, oh my God. And then I'm sleeping on my side and squishing my face. For sure. Beauty's pain. Yeah. Probably has nothing to do with childbirth because even if I sneeze wrong, my hips go out. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's just a. Your sneeze, though, is like, whoa. <laughs> it's like turned my, into like my a grandfather. And my eyebrows changed overnight with children. Yeah. And then it, it honestly scares them. Like, oh my I God, I'm turning into my grandfather. It. I don't think you're going to get anyone on hinge. I think, I think that's a no for me, dog. All right. <laughs> Let's do a giveaway. Can we do yeah, like a full package of Let's your favorites? Yeah, I would love that. Okay. So, we're going to do a full package of Michelle's favorites. All you have to do is follow. Face Foundry on Instagram. Yep. And then tell us your favorite part of this episode on my latest post at Lauren Bostick. I thought this episode was so interesting because we have had the founder of Drybar on, but I've never gotten into it about how to franchise, what to do, what to look for. And I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that just need like a nudge in the right direction of where to start. Where can everyone find you? You can find me at Michelle Manifest on Instagram. Love it. Do we have a code for the audience? Do you want to do a code? I believe it's skinny. Okay. Use code skinny. I would go run and get the overnight mask. I I got a bunch of them in my little goodie bag. I cannot wait to try this. And how many cities are you currently in? We have 22 different locations. We're in 13 states. And next year we'll be in about 22 states. Awesome. So go get a facial. Can't wait. I love it. The only facial I've had lately is from you. So that's perfect. (laughs) Thank you, Michelle, for coming on. You're amazing. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Guys, be sure to check out dryfarmwines.com slash the skinny confidential to grab the skinny confidential giggle water box. It's curated by me and it's limited. It's all the good wines for New Year's Eve, I'm telling you. And of course, as always, the giveaway with Face Foundry. If you want to win, all you have to do is tell us your favorite part of this episode on my latest Instagram at Lauren Bostick and make sure you're following at Face Foundry. Thank you so much to Michelle for coming on and thank you guys for rating and reviewing the podcast. You're the best. All right. Recently, we had one of the founders of Keon Aminos on the podcast, and he talked about the importance of aminos. I had been hearing about them all over TikTok and Instagram, but I hadn't implemented any into my routine. And after doing a bunch of my own research, I realized for me, the best time to implement those aminos is when I'm working out. 
They also come in travel packets. So when I'm traveling like today, I'll just throw it in my handbag. I can open it up, put it in my ice water. And then I like to froth it up. The founder isn't a frothing fan, but I'm a big frother. So I froth it up with ice. It's so incredible for muscle development. I've like learned so much about amino since this podcast. And I just think it's such an incredible thing to implement into your day. Keon Aminos is my fundamental supplement for fitness. And this is one supplement to help my body stay toned all year round. So what you do is you take the Keon Aminos every day, any time of day. I like to take it when I'm working out to naturally boost energy. You can help with hunger and even to support fat loss and a toned physique. I usually work out in the morning, so I'll make them and then I'll take it first thing in the morning and then while I'm working out to jumpstart my metabolism. And then I can even use it as a snack if I'm like craving something sweet. This is backed by 20 years of clinical research. It's the highest quality ingredients, no fillers, no junks, which we love. And it undergoes insane quality testing and tastes amazing with natural flavors. You can now save 20% on monthly deliveries and 10% on one-time purchases. Just go to getkeon.com slash skinny. That is G-E-T-K-I-O-N dot com slash skinny to get my fundamental supplement for fitness, Kiana Minos.